I've got an idea I want to share with you two. Oh, well, I mean, we uh, always yeah, love to hear great cool. ideas, yeah. I want to change the title. Well, okay, you know what? Uh, we are always happy to hear uh, new ideas. What did you have in mind? Fuck. I'm, I'm sorry, pardon me? Fuck. I want to call it fuck. Why don't we, we just give us a second and, and um, a moment, and we will get right back to you, okay? What are you doing? What are you doing? This is ridiculous. How much money are talking? I don't care. I'm shutting it down. Shutting, shutting it down. Are you there? Just... We're here. Let's do it. What? Yeah, we discussed it, and we think it is very in your face in, in the best way possible. It is very, uh... Uh, black? That's it. Yes, that's it. I'm happy you said it and not me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. It's fucking it. great, Stag. Oh yes. <laughs> you know, it's so brave, actually. And welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that does, I think, what it says on the tin. It's best film ever. My name's Ian. And I'm Liam. And we're... Oh, that was very succinct i'm liam <laughs> and i'm liam <laughs> and we're uh, i didn't land did i <laughs> it's not even land it's the it was usually the liam is a bit more evenly distributed you just went and i'm liam <laughs> you kind of cheated the the, the name but yeah uh, uh, but we're here today to do a see it oh skip it hey there was hey <laughs> he's mastered it now look at that and we're gonna do one of these on uh american fiction yeah, we are. American fiction, uh, which I'm calling the end of the Oscar season this year. I got nothing. Yeah. I got nothing else in me, but I do feel we've done a pretty honorable job of going through. I think so. All yeah, the definitely. big contenders. Yeah. I'm glad we have, though, because, you know, we have a better say in totally. what we think. Totally. What we think wins. Yeah. Where last year, I didn't think we had that really. No, we we, we just had the big two. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there we go. So we're here to do American fiction. So if this is your first time listening to a seat or skip it, let me briefly walk you through the format. So what's going to happen is we're going to go through and give you a relatively spoiler-free version of a review here, uh, akin to what you would see on almost any sort of uh, review show that there would be, um, where we give you our thoughts, but we're not going to spoil major plot points. That would not be... Um well, that would be unfair. So at the end of which, we will give you our verdict, whether we think you should see it or skip it. There we are. And then you're going to hear this. And that's going to be a key indicator to you mm-hmm. that we are about to stray into what we call spoiler country, because we are going to then spoil it with a full spoiler filled review. Now, like I said, your first cue will be. But then as if that were not enough. <laughs> Or the preamble before that. We are then going to say, spoiler a bunch of times. Yep. And then reference uh, a song that won the brattle, the brattle, the battle of Britpop. Yeah. Yeah, there's a mouthful. Um, as we refer to, we, not a, not a, not beach country. I still think I was fixed back in the day, though. <laughs> it's a very specific reference that only a small portion at a certain age are going fi- to pick up on. No, I know. But I mean, they released like... Um, <laughs> To double CD version and a vinyl version and all sorts. Hey, hey you know they they outthought them. But anyway, away <laughs> from did. away from uh, country house. Now who's living in a country house? Exactly. <laughs> away from um, away from. It's not in big country. It's not at beach country. It's not even in uh, the undiscovered country. 
we will be going to spoiler country. We will. So there we go. Um, so, and then we'll give you a full spoiler filled review. So the benefit is if you just want to listen to the first half and then decide, oh, I think I might check this out. You can stop right at the verdict and you're going to hear that, that lovely sound again. And that's going to be your cue. Okay. Then I'm going to stop now and then I'm going to go watch the film and then you can come back Ah, and check out where you left off part two. Yeah, spoiler boogaloo. <laughs> I knew he's gonna say that. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, so yeah, so that's gonna be it. Um, such a start. I knew very little about American fiction except for that Jeffrey Wright was in it. I knew nothing about. Oh really? It. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Because it was the one. I was like, oh, there's two more I want to see. Mm-hmm. So we kind of went to the big ones. And I went, nah, I still want to see Maestro. I still want to see American fiction. Mm-hmm. And we were lucky enough to find a cinema that was playing American fiction in the region. Absolutely. There we are. <laughs> Get on them. <laughs> <laughs> very conveniently timed for us as well that's nice so uh yeah so uh that was about it so my expectation levels i didn't even know what like i didn't know what genre or tone or anything this was going to be nope me either so um there is uh is that uh, um we do know that it's a 7.6 on imdb mm-hmm. pretty reasonable i thought it'd be higher based on films that get nominated for this sort of thing, because the Rotten Tomatoes score is 94%. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I would have thought those might sync up a little bit. Yeah. Um, you do wonder with the nature of the story and the uh, nature of the cast, mm-hmm. if there's just some, uh, well, some, let's just call it what it is, if there's some racist people out there just playing around with the uh, IMDb score. Yeah. You have to wonder. So it's a predominantly black film, and the basis of it is, uh, I'm just going to see what the IMDb blurb is so I don't run too far away. Although you got to kind of deal with the conceit of the piece as well. Otherwise, I don't know how you could talk about this film without that. So let's take a look here. A novelist who's, uh, this is my best Hermes, uh, not Hermes, Felix impression. So here we go. <laughs> a novelist who's fed up with the establishment profiting from black entertainment uses a pen name to write a book that propels him into the heart of the hypocrisy and madness he claims to disdain. Mm. I think most writers have done this before, haven't they? Well, this is specific. This is a, this is a very specific. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a very nuanced thing. I mean, it's something different if it was, okay, I'm going to write crap um, because young adult stuff is the big sales point. So rather than write the great novel, I'm going to write, um, you know, some dystopian future where there's a, you know, no, and the two leads fall in love. There's that, but then there's a bigger question here, which is, I'm just trying to get the thing, the thing right. The notion that our, our, our main character, Thelonious, really seems to be struggling against what he feels is everybody else and going, you know, why is the story of black America being limited to thug life? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's the best way I can probably probably yeah, put it. Yeah, yeah. And he's going. There's got to be more than just this. Di- and, so that's not his experience, though. Is no, it? no. And the love of white audiences to buy into that narrative, which they show all the way, through. which they show all the, all way, the way through, through. this. So, um, so then, yeah. So he kind of sells out his morals and put something out there and it's kind of like the producers when they try and put on the worst show ever yeah he's he's not trying to write nope he just bangs it out he just bangs it out and all these white people just fall over themselves to tell him how great it is yeah and so we're obviously in on the joke the whole way through Mm -hmm. so that's the premise 
And I really haven't given away the plot because that's the conceit of the piece. I mean, that just is what it is. Mm-hmm. So then how that ultimately ends up, different kettle of fish. So Jeffrey Wright's character, Thelonious, is balancing that along with personal crisis. Yeah. Throughout yeah. the film. T running stories, isn't there, really? Yeah. Yeah, the yeah, family, yeah. family side of the story and then the book side of the story. The book side of the story yeah. and the sort of running parallel to each other here. So uh, I guess let's start with talking about... Uh, I, uh, I think this is an incredibly clever script. Uh, yeah, it is. I think uh, it had me laughing out loud. In the, <laughs> I don't laugh out loud watching films very often. I smile a lot. Yeah, I, I very rarely laugh. Well, maybe I did. If so, and yeah. I laughed in the first fifteen seconds. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "What?" And I've been in classrooms like this. That's funny. Where, where I, honest God, I'll tell a story. We had, um, I mentioned this on the main pod a little while ago. Uh, there was the little brown, little brown, there was a little rock, seven or eight. Yep. I forget what it was. And it was the first, um, they were the first black students to enter an integrated white high school, I believe in America. Yep. Little Rock Nine, sorry, Little Rock Nine. And uh, one of the uh, Little Rock Nine, the only one who was expelled, Minnie Jean Brown Tricky yeah. was her name. Yep. Minnie Jean Brown at the time, now married, Minnie Jean Brown Tricky. Yep. Um, was uh, going to uh, be a guest and was going to do both a lesson with the class, but then in the in, in the evening, we were going to have like a special gala evening where she was going to be the guest and speaker of honor. Oh. So Q and A Q&A with us. Yep. And then like a keynote speech in the evening. Yep. And the prof went, look, I've brought guests in before. We're not doing the thing where she comes in and no one answers, asks a question. Yeah. So we're going to, we're going to workshop the questions. And so we went through what we thought all the questions kind of were. The course we were doing was we were doing it was, the course was uh, civil rights in America. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we got through all of them. And this is 2000 and. I don't know, 2010, 2011. Yep. And so Barack Obama, president, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, okay, here's the last question I got. I've stood about 100 yards away from him. Have you? Yeah. And I went, what does it, from, from the length of your story, the first, you know, one of the first people in an integrated high school. Yeah. Black students in a white high school for all intents and purposes. Yep, yep, yep. At that time, right? Mm-hmm. Where the National Guard had to help them get to school. That's nuts. Because there were pro- protests. People were down there shouting racial slurs and you shouldn't come in. That's nuts. What does it mean for that person yeah. to then stand there in 2010 with the president of the United States being a black man? Yeah. And then I qualified myself and said, though, the half black because barack obama's from from he's got a black parent and a white parent i don't know which way it goes oh okay yeah and then this girl raised her hand and said i am so sick of everybody saying that like it's taking something away <laughs> and just unloaded and i'm sitting there going well i don't know what the hell just happened <laughs> and then it was kind of and we kind of just you know the prof did a good job sort of putting things back and then yeah, yeah. off we all went our our, our separate ways I remember turning around to my friend Yaz, who was also a slightly mature student. We were the only two students who were like between the ages of like 24 and 44. Yeah. yeah. Like if you're a mature student, you were in your 40s. Yeah. 
or you were going to be a student there who was like 20. Yeah. There was nobody in that middle ground. I was probably actually closer to 30. Sorry. Yes. We were both, we were both probably about 30. Yeah. And he looked at me. He's so a buddy of his. And like my buddy Yaz is way like you would not like I am. I'm a pretty nerdy looking guy. I think of the grand scheme of things. <laughs> my buddy Yaz is cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we had this kinship. We had this. We had this thing. We were kind of a two mature students of a certain age. Uh, we were both at the top of the class for whatever reason. Yeah. So, and I turned around. He's a buddy of his. I'm like, did I just get shot? I feel like I just got shot. <laughs> and so I went and saw the prof for some other reason. But I said, what? I remember. Uh, I said, what happened? What was that? And he went. It was the first time he sort of mentioned. It. He said, there is a rising tide of um voice that is coming up that is almost always white that is almost always female that is belligerently fighting on behalf of uh who they feel are oppressed minorities and they need to lend their voice to wow and i'm like was i out of line you went no 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 Because this is a guy who's worked in government, right? Like, yeah. So I'm like, if I was wrong, I want to know that I was wrong, but I yeah. don't think I was. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, so we get to the night. No, we don't get to the night. We get to the Q&A. Yep. So it was like on a Monday. This is the Wednesday. We're doing the Q&A. And so they're asking all the questions, da 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 all around. And then all of a sudden, there's like a lull. And they go, is there any last questions? And I'm like, I ain't doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and then someone goes and asks him, ask sorry, sorry. What does it mean to you now, having didn't do as eloquently, but said, "What does it mean to you now, having lived through all you've lived through, that now the president of the United States is a black man?" Yeah, and she goes, "Well," he said, "Obviously, means a lot." She said, "But let me clarify, he's half black," and I was like, "What?" Wow. Minnie Jean Brown then shared her personal story that she is a black woman married a white man, and she has kids. It says, people try to tell them, you shouldn't say you're half black. She says, my kids know who they are. And I was sitting there going, and I turn around my buddies at the end of it. And they're like, what just happened? I'm <laughs> yeah. like, I think we went through a time portal and like someone just kicked a little butt on my backside. Wow. And the prof was smiling at me. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> but it was this thing of this angry, rage-filled you know, white female voice trying to speak on behalf of a, a, a community that's not, that's not hers, thinking they need her support. Yeah. And getting it wrong. Well, we see in this. Which we see in this movie, <laughs> yeah. there's a bit of that right at the start, right? Yeah. So it was just the strangest. Uh, so that was a strange thing. But I, I, so I saw this, and I rec- especially the university said, I'm like, I, I recognize this. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, what a... Uh, what a uh, strange uh, so so as far as that sets up you know so this is what we get and we call this kind of like a counter stereotype oh, okay or an anti stereotype mm-hmm. where um so the cosby show was an example of this which is why it's terrible that bill cosby sort of sullied the name of the cosby That's show because sh- that was huge when we were kids because he was he, he was he was america's dad not yes. america's black dad no he was america's dad exactly right? yeah and so what he was trying to do, and he explained it uh, previously, and uh, was what he was trying to do was to create a situation where uh, all people, including white people, mm-hmm. but black people as well, would turn on a TV and see a black, wealthy, successful family. Yep. And that was the, the idea to go very much similar to elements of this. Because he was a doctor, Let's not he? reduce it. Yeah. 
let's not reduce it to um just pop culture and low and, and thug life and 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 get and gang culture but let's show a full variety of options mm. that uh american audiences whether it be black white or or anything else yep. can see a black family as successful yep like think about like the fresh prince of bel-air which gets it half but all the comedy comes from the fact that will's from, from the street from the street yeah. you know what i mean and he's gonna sort of sort of like help this upper class out of out of touch family get back with sort of i don't know if with 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 de-white them if you will it's weird though right because i look back at fresh prince and i loved that yeah i loved the relationship between will and uncle phil yeah how that grew and how when 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 he died man it was like yeah america's dad do you know what i mean and um how come he don't want me man because i loved will smith back then yeah until the slap, and then yeah, <laughs> I've gone right off him. Yeah, but I love that relationship between him and Uncle Phil, where Uncle Phil had all the all the money, all the you know, uh, wealth, successful, successful job. He was job, wealthy. Yeah. Um, seemed to have a good marriage. Yeah. His kids are spoiled rotten, but yeah. And uh, there was when when he comes into the fold, he's there's friction there between them both. Yeah, because of the the uh, class. So those are very much right. done in a very sitcommy kind of. You know, let's play everything for like, I guess an easy laugh because it's going to be digestible in 22 minutes, yeah. right? Yeah. This goes, okay, this shows his frustration. This shows his jealousy. Of course, it shows everything, doesn't it? Uh, this shows, cause, because he's a writer, right? And it shows him going, you know, in order to be taken seriously, he's got to actually completely reduce himself to the worst stereotype imaginable. It's like he he doesn't understand why the rest of the world don't see life through his eyes. You know, he he seemed to see a bigger picture rather than a smaller picture. Yeah, if if that makes sense, yeah, it does. Yeah. Um. So so we start the movie's got to start and end well, not end but start uh, a massive job by Jeffrey Wright. Yeah, who I think is fantastic in this. He's brilliant. Oh, he is so good. You like him? You don't like him? You like him? You think? Oh, a bit on the fence. You like all these and, things? And this, so as a result, this film becomes very meta. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Because we're talking about the representation of black characters, and we actually have a really sophisticatedly written and performed black character. Yeah, you know, leading this the, this this film, and uh, yeah, and it's it's it, it, it because of the way it presents itself. Again, it's the idea of it. You don't have to. Um, I don't feel it was talking down to me or no. to audiences in general. It was clever. Yeah. It, it it was it was reflective. It talks. So it, it it's kind of the film itself is doing exactly what Thelonious the character is trying to accomplish in Yeah. Inside the movie is what the movie's doing outside the movie. I think it's also clever how it shows you the conflict with his family. Uh if that was just all about the book um it'd also be it'd be too plot you needed some yeah, character stuff yeah yeah and that's what that's what i liked about the family side of things things don't always go great things don't always go as planned because we've seen versions of the plot thing before mm. someone pretends to be something they're not at yeah. some point you go gotta be exposed you gotta expose it <laughs> yeah <laughs> And this doesn't, you know, so, or at least the fear of it, the fear of what happens if you're, you know, and so if you only went down that road without the family stuff, that's a plot movie and very, too thin. 
too thin and kind. That's why, because they're never good movies, these yeah. kinds of movies. Yeah. And you kind of, you know, you got to have some sort of like mustache twirling villain to sort of make it happen. <laughs> I mean, it's been done as far as like Confessions of a Shopaholic does, you know, this kind of a uh, thing. If it was just, I pretend to be something that I'm not, what happens when they find out? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I, what I love about this movie is um, he's not a likable character all the way through. No, no, no. And yet you're still with him and understand him. And you're like, yeah, I kind of get where he's coming from. Sometimes you think he's a bit of a dick. Sometimes you think to yourself, well, you know, it's life. We all can be a bit of a dick sometimes, depending on our circumstances. Yeah. You know, he's going through a lot with his family. Um when you find out more about his family, you think, Jesus, how's he keeping stuff together? But, you know, it's all it's all relative, really. And, um, yeah, he's a very, very complicated, but, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Educated, but he, he's very, he can see, uh, God, I'm struggling with words here. <laughs> he's, he's a... Complex? Yeah, that's the word. Yeah. Jesus. Layered, multifaceted. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah? See, this is why you're an English teacher. Yeah, it's all right, it's all right. <laughs> um, I want to talk next. It's a bit of a rivalry. Um, there's this other writer. It's kind of what inspires him. There's this other writer who's kind of... Which is ironic. Really. Who's written the big hit book of the summer. And it's everywhere. It's one of those ones where you can't stop but run into it. And he feels this is pandering, and this is what inspires him, or it's the lowest of the low. And this is what inspires him to um, ha- have his go at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in a jokey way. Yeah, and so uh, this is uh, done by the character's name is, uh, I just want to share this right, Sintara Golden, played by Issa Rae, who I really liked in this as well. Yeah, I, I thought she was good, and very, very early sim- you're like, yeah, they're very similar characters. Not what, not what you expected nice. when she first opens her mouth. You're like, I was not expecting this. Nope. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but again, another complex character. Um, and there's a scene I definitely want to talk about after the break. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think again, I think again, despite m- much less screen time, still a character that's got depth to it. Oh, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you shouldn't really get that much screen time considering she's the one with her book that kickstarts all this pandemonium, if you like. Because mm-hmm. uh, if she hadn't been about and written what she had written within the film, he would have never have written what he written. So it's just... It's weird, really. It's a knock-on effect. I'd like to know what their um, relationship would have been like um, had they not had that conflict of interest because they seem very similar characters, just male and female, that's all, and have similar views on life. Um, so, yeah, it was just just one of those things, I guess. Yeah. Um, also, a shout to uh, his brother. I've seen him before. Where have I seen him? Played by Sterling K. Brown, and I'm really struggling to see uh, where he plays Christopher. Did you ever see the People versus O.J. Simpson? No. Oh, I did. He plays Christopher Darden. He's fantastic in that. He's good in this. Um, he's, uh, oh, hang on. He had a run on Brooklyn Nine. Oh, I know who. Uh, I know who. He, no, I know how you know him. How? Okay. Go on. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. 
Yeah. Remember Shy Baldwin? Yeah. Remember <gasps> Shy Baldwin had like a manager who yeah. helped him? That's him. Damn That's it. how we know him. God damn it. Yes. That's how we know him. <laughs> I kept looking at him like, I know That's him. That's how I we know him. him. Why do I know him? He, he was really good in this. He was, he was brilliant in this. He was his counterpoint. He was. Um, you need someone every, for yeah, yeah, yeah. for this guy to bounce off of. And I think maybe out of everybody, maybe this was the best as far as person for him to bounce off. Oh, yeah, because it, he's the only one that had known him since, well, since they were kids. Yep. And, you know, what's his name? Thelonious? Thelonious. Or Monk? Monk, Monk. Yep. I'll call him Monk because I keep forgetting. Because they call him Monk as, as, a, as, a, as a name, because Thelonious Monk, I believe, is a, is a musician, I think. Is he? Yeah, whose first name was the Th- Thelonious. So, yeah. Uh, if you have a slight... I get, when I get tired sometimes, and when I get tired sometimes, I tend to slur, uh, stutter, my, uh, stutter my words ever so slightly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, he was a jazz pianist, it turns oh, out. okay. So, um, as a result, that's why everybody calls him Monk, because his first name is Thelonious. And that's easier to say Monk than... Polonius. I just think, I don't know what's easier than to say. You just call him Theo. Well, yeah. If you wanted true. to. I imagine that's where Theo comes from. Theodore. Don't Dad know. Theodore Logan. Yeah. But yeah, um, I, I, liked, I liked their relationship between them both. Because even when his brother says things to him that we'll reveal later, um, he's not phased by that. He, he knows this. I get the feeling he knows this. It's no shock to him. Yeah. You know, so... But yeah, and I, and I like how they keep each other fairly grounded and can say what they really feel to each other, which is which is what family can do, isn't mm-hmm. it? Where most people can't say friends wise or otherwise can say to others that mothers might be able to say to sons or daughters yeah. that friends or um, not so distant family could say if you like. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, no, I, I will say the mother in this as well. I thought um, her character, obviously going through what she goes through, um, at the beginning to show that love for her sons and her daughter and and then to have what happens. Uh, and then you see her arc just stop almost. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, and I thought she played it really well because... We can't really get into much to it okay, until, yeah. and, no, but I, I, I want to. But um, so we'll leave that for the, the second half. But yeah, I'm trying to think of what else to talk. I would just say, uh, what did you think to the the publisher guy? Yeah, he was good. He was funny. I thought he was. His, I thought he was good. He was funny. He's kind of his sort of slimy partner in crime that was like, "Hey, we gotta do. It. We gotta do it." <laughs> um, you didn't sold anything, which is great because he's he's kind of like aiding the audience. Going, do you want to see this crazy adventure play out? You want to see this crazy adventure play out? Of course, we do. So I tell you what, I do love. I do love the that little scene in the library. Is it library or is it a book chain bookshop? It's a bookshop. Yeah, where he's his book. Has nothing to do with, um, well, because he's a black writer. Yeah, they've put him in the in the section about uh, African American life or something like that. So my books have nothing to. Do, I'm just a black author. Yeah, you know, he's written a book about like Greek mythology or something <laughs> like that, and he can't find the book in Greek mythology. But yeah, you go over there, and he's like, "Why am I being?" You know, his argument is, "I should be." You know, when you open the book, it doesn't look like it was written by a black man or a white man or an Italian or, or an Asian American or or whatever it might be. It it looks like a book. 
Yeah. So way over the merit of what the content is. Yeah. So yeah. So I, I think it's this sort of um, tokenism he's sort of trying to come yeah. out against a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought his sister was was a good counterpart to him as too. Uh, she's the end yeah she's the entry point to sort of establish everything and then the the, the the plot goes to a different location but um yeah she was good and she was able to deal with him as more of an equal yeah they yeah. you could see they were equals they were you could see that she got his humor you could see that she yeah. you know intellectually could challenge him no yeah and i i definitely want to let's uh give her uh the attention that uh her name uh deserves which would be Looking over here, uh, Tracy Ellis Ross. Yeah, Tracy with two E's, wasn't it? Uh, yes, she was. Uh, she was in Blackish, which I'm, uh, it didn't really get much play over in the UK, unfortunately. So no, I haven't seen that. I can't uh, comment too much on that. She's Diana Ross's kid. No. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Didn't see that coming. Did not see that coming. Wow! wow that is insane. That is insane. Um, just That's supreme. That. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, there's anything else I know her from. Uh, no, that's about it. So there we are. She had pretty good acting chops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was it was controlled. It was again. It was just like a really like yeah, just just just, just a confident professional. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um. So there we are. So, and I would say I would just finish by going. Um. Creative story structure is the only other thing I would say. Yeah. Very creative. As far as how they frame. Beginnings, middles, and ends. I'll just say that. Yeah, that is. It's, it's kind of like a. It's like it's like a you song want, that's not written. Yeah, like how you'd expect it to be written. Yes, you think it, <laughs> you think yeah, it's going one whatever way. Whatever you think this movie is going. So I, I, I say this: large parts of the movie I was able to predict. Yes, and but you know what? They they they, they there were certain key moments where they pivoted, and I was like, oh, did not expect that part. No, exactly. which actually made it refreshing because I was going to say, come, I thought I was going to come on here and say it was predictable, but sometimes there's nothing wrong with predictable because you, predictability is just giving the audience in this case what they want. Yeah, and they do, and then uh, but at a couple key moments they go. Well, not all of no. it. Not all of it. Yeah, we're going to twist it a little bit here. Yeah, so but, there we go. So I'm sure people, I mean, it's not going to be much of a surprise, but should we go ahead and do the verdict? Um, what's your thoughts, Erlen? See it or skip it? Absolutely see it. Um, I don't think this film over here is going to get much attention, so I feel like it should. we should spread the word and give it a bit more attention for it because it's clever. It's clever writing. And it's, you do it's like a, it's a clever film. It is. Yeah. It is. And I think just for that, if nothing else, watch it. It's good. Yeah, I feel like making the joke and going, ah, skip it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, no. Because you're expecting me to say see it. But no, you should see this film. This film, oh, this is such a out of all the ones we've seen for this thing, this is this is the f- this is the funniest movie. Poor Things is pretty funny. This is a different kind of funny. Yeah, different for abs- abstract funny, that was. That was abstracted, a, a little absurdist. This, yeah, this yeah. is this is just clever. Yeah, clever, clever, funny, real clever, funny. And, and they do that thing where you know, like in um, really good uh, dramas or sitcoms, they they have you laughing, and then have you. What's like, the tone of this film? Because is this a comedy? I don't know. No. <laughs> yes, and it's yeah, a drama. Yes, yeah. and yeah. it's a bit of a it's a bit of a farce. Yes. And you know, the, oh, there's, there's this romance. Oh, it's such a, such, so, yeah. Oh, it's such a 
It's like a maze, isn't it? A maze of different... You can go any direction. It's what the character was asking for. It's a complex story. It is a very complex story. So there we go. Yeah. So, uh, no, it's, it's, it's an enthusiastic see it from me. So that's two see it's. Yeah. And in the second, we're going to go ahead and spoil it. But, uh, yeah, so if you hit the pause button, go see the movie. And if you have seen the movie, well, hang on tight because we're about to spoil it. So we'll catch you on the flippity flop. The flippity flip flop. <laughs> Spoiler. 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 He lives in a house in a very big house. house Spoiler country. country. When I do it eight times, we do. It seems to be faster than I've set up like a like like a like a double time thing there. Yeah. So American fiction. Okay, folks. If you if you somehow wandered in here, get out because there's gonna be the spoilers here. Yeah. Here here it comes. Man, that scene where the girl says that what you've written on the board offends me, (laughs) and she's white, and then you just cut to her crying. and him, you look at him and you're like, yeah. what? And him screaming, does anybody else have anything else they want to say? I have a problem with it. Yeah. Love it. It's good. And at that point, I went, well, first, I'm offended. And you, look, I don't know if it's, I forget if he's, if he's, he might be, might be masking the title at first of his body. And uh, he, he yeah. turns and looks behind him. Oh, my word. And he gives such a measured answer. And she still goes, well, I still find this really offensive. And the fact that he goes, well, still got, did he say someone has got, like, he goes, look, He goes, look, if, if I've learned to live with this, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think you can get over it. Yeah. He talks about archaic language yeah. and things that, you know, we wouldn't use today. Oh, it's, it's, <laughs> this was amazing. There was a, there was a. And this is 15 seconds into the film and I'm laughing. There's a, there was a bit where he was running towards a taxi, wasn't he, on the phone? No, he was just saying. So he's on the phone, and he's, I forget what he's, he, I think he's on the phone with his publisher, right? Or some, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And he goes, he goes, besides, you know me, I don't see race. He goes, yeah, yeah, I know you don't see race. And he tries to herald the cab, <laughs> and the cab goes right <laughs> by him. And for who? For a white guy yeah. on the phone. And the message is, you might not see race. I got news for you. Yeah. That cab he did. Yeah. But it's played for a it's a, a laugh, but a, it's so clever. This very, movie, very clever, very. Oh, so and that's where the character of what is it, Satara Golden or whatever her name was, is so funny because Satara Golden because he goes to he sort of checks out one of her readings because there are books everywhere. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so she reads, and he's like, "So what is this book?" And she reads it, and it's just trash, complete trash. And that's not even like I said to you, didn't I? How's your English teacher? You know, with the grammar and the the talking and the language. Uh, I was. <laughs> it wasn't that because I was because she'd spoken so. They set Eloquent, it up because she's so eloquent when yeah, she's yeah, talking. Yeah, yeah. You know, these are books of voices that are underrepresented and need to be heard. It's and we find out that she was at a publishing house as a junior or whatever and you're like okay she said it's really fairly privileged background yeah, right yeah and then comes out with like just that that thug yeah. stereotype and you and because we're aligned to jeffrey wright and we see it through his eyes we've already been established that you know he doesn't want to just be um you know labeled as a black writer he wants to be a writer yeah and uh, and the nuance he feels that, that 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 means that he doesn't see race, and yet we see this highly educated black woman, who then in order it's and and the, and when she's done reading, and it's just 
<laughs> and it's a, it sounds like and this isn't this isn't yeah i'm sitting there going should i feel bad about saying this no i shouldn't because the movie tells me this yeah, right it does, like yeah. it's crap it's absolutely crap and then it's done and then they get to stand in ovation and the first one standing up is some white woman in her 50s yep. who's just inf- like like stands up and almost crying with like <laughs> yes this is what we need yeah and you see his reaction to it so he goes home and he just decides to write and I knew he wrote this the thing of my pathology, P A T H O L, which yeah. is what it's like pathological liar. It's the yeah, same yeah, root yeah. word, right? Yeah. And he changes it to pathology of which an was F. Clever. And I went, I think I even went, he's, oh, he's doing it. <laughs> and so, yes, yeah, so he writes. And then it's when we were watching the opening credits, we went, oh, Keith David's in this. Yeah. So I was expecting this <laughs> yeah. movie where Keith David's wrote. Keith David gets one scene. I love this scene, though. That's a pretty good scene, isn't it? It's a great scene because he starts writing the the his story, and he's writing one of the big climax scenes, I guess. And uh, he sees, and so do we. We get we to see, see the, the characters, characters play out play out what he's typing until moments where he gets like a little bit of. Uh, is, it, is that the right word? Yeah. And so the, 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 the character will look back at him and go. Would I really say that? Is that is is that what I'm going to say? I didn't expect that. The characters uh, to interact with him. This that was. It was this point. I went. What kind of movie? I, at one point, I was like, I kind of hope we get a bit more of that. Yeah. And, then, and then we didn't because he was finished the book. And I'm like, fine. They went and they, they told a, a different story. This story. isn't John Candy Delirious. This is no, a different no. kind of thing. But it was good. I so like every that. time I thought I kind of had a grasp on this. Yeah. And so that's paid off well because on the other side, you've got his family problems. So he goes home. His mom's obviously having some sort of mental illness. Yeah, but she doesn't pick up on, does he? It's his sister that picks up on He tries to excuse it away. Yeah. And his sister's the one going because he lives in – he gets suspended for doing his his – university he calls it a sabbatical but yeah, yeah he's basically he's told go go away for a bit a long while <laughs> so he goes to his family in boston who he doesn't want to go and we're like why don't you want to go especially when he meets his sister we're like you guys get along really well why yeah. didn't you want this but yeah she's like mom's sick and he denies it and then they're talking about some things but then out of nowhere his sister dies and you're like, yes. what? They're like having a drink um, in some sort Talking of- about how mom's sick and what are we going to do about yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she starts saying, ow, ow. And he's like laughing, come on, come on. And then it turns out there's the great shot. They're in the hospital. And you I'm get from his perspective. Because you called it. Yeah, yeah. You went, she, she's going to die and he's going to have to take over. And yeah. I'm like, Is, wait, this, no, we've already established what movie. We're, we're, we're getting the, <laughs> we're getting the silly I'm selling a book movie. That's what we're getting. <laughs> and oh, we're getting both. Like well, we've both Ooh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Powerful, yeah. Because they already said the other brother, Cliff, as being like um, not very good with money. And she, yeah, and she said like, you know, you were dad's favorite, and so the, so Cliff and I bonded, and because because we hated you for it, and that's <laughs> and that's where it sits. Yeah, and so it establishes that he and his it's so well written because it establishes he and his brother don't don't get along. Nope. It establishes when she leaves, it's all going to have to fall on someone. Yeah, which is him. Which is him. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't make, make enough money, no, because he's not he's not that successful of a writer. Like he's writing like philosophy books, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then there's this book that he has written <laughs> that could potentially. And so 
the jokes, he sends it off as a, just a, a satirical, because he's just a really clever guy. Yeah. This is nothing more than I got drunk one night and wrote the giant middle finger making fun <laughs> of what they're doing. And it's like Borat. I said, the, you know what the danger of Borat is? But danger of Borat is people who don't realize that it's satire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when he comes in, he's saying anti-Semitic things to people in a synagogue. Yeah. The danger is someone going, yeah, he says it like it is, right? <laughs> like when he went to that, um, he goes to this poor pro-Trump rally and he's like making these terrible statements and everybody's singing along with them because they don't get that he's being satirical. <laughs> they think he's being genuine because he's trying to trap them. But I'm yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. so you know these 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 white publishers are like we are all in and they want to so he's like no 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 and they offer him a buttload of money which i went he's gonna have to take it yeah which really he he had to really didn't he um for, for we don't judge him for it and no, that's the important no, thing no, 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 because no, no. in that situation you need someone to take care of your mom because yeah. she very rapidly declines and proves we can't leave her alone it's early signs of dementia yeah it? we can't even leave her alone yeah. with, with like with like the housekeeper we have no. because she'll she'll disappear in the middle of the night that so, was uh, you know how um uh in the past you have these plantation owners who have um servants who are of black women yep. and stuff this was kind of a bit like that, wasn't it, in some, some ways? Like, she'd been with the family. If um, this was the help, you'd be like, oh, I understand what's, what's going on here, yeah. She was, like, stereotypical But, but, she, but she's help. family, they said. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah, family. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but mum and dad were both successful. Everybody was, was, was a doctor. I don't think she had much love for the father, though, did she? The housekeeper. I don't know if she did or not. With the way she said about she didn't like her, her apron and stuff. Oh, she your father's picked that. I guess the idea is I don't have any nostalgia for that apron. No. No, your father picked it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never really cared for it. Where I think she, uh, oh, she was a great character. She was brilliant. You know when she went up to the, the younger brother, Cliff? Yeah. And just uh, hugged him. Just, just like He's got cocaine still in his nose. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And she's married some copper as well, isn't she? Uh, it was he. I think he's, he's, he's like more of a security guard than a oh, cop. Oh, okay, okay. Like, it, like it's a nice beach area, and he sort of helps patrol it. Oh, okay. Because yeah. they all get badges, don't they? They all get badges, and it's all black and white, and they get like the flashing lights. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's hard to distinguish sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't get anything fancy like that. I'm, I, understand, I, I understand if you're British how that would be hard to, to distinguish. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. So that was a nice little love story. But, of course, we also have Th Thelonious has his own love story. Yeah. With this woman he meets who's... Because this family, you know, his family is a beach house. They've got money. I don't think um, they, either of them, the children or the mother, feel that too much. Is it? I don't know if there's too much distance or past with the father because they infer that he kind of was a genius and he blew his own brains out, didn't he? Well, Bob says that he was a genius, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, we do find out that he, he sh shoots himself in the head like two or three times. Two or three times. Everybody knows it. It's not super recent, but it's still not something that anybody's over. But yeah, but no one's yeah. really like e even um, Monk isn't really kind of. Well, they said that dad had dad had two moods: boredom and anger. Yeah, and that's the, I think that's the story that they're they're saying. Yeah, as as his sister dies, I think it's that story. <sighs> And, and how uh, he could have gone down a similar route. Well, he's compared to his father a All lot. The time this, and at yeah. one point, he's just, I've been kind of angry lately. His brother's like, lately? Yeah. So there's that side of it. So we've got our silly, ha I made a book movie. Yeah. I hope I don't get found out. Then we've got the, your mother is sick. You got to come home and take care of everyone. 
And then you've got this romantic movie happening at the same time as well when he meets this neighbor. And, uh, you know, it's a sweet little relationship. She's quite vivacious. You're like, hey, yeah, he's happy. Look. And for a brief moment, he seems to have everything. The problem is he can't tell any of the parts about the other parts. No. He's he's very... Because he even has like this... Some guy wants to make a a $4 million movie. Yeah. Because they lie and say he's an ex-con. So he's not only an ex-con, he's also a wanted criminal. Yeah, which is all made up and prefabricated. And one of my favorite scenes has got to be when he goes down to the restaurant... Oh, with Riley in in character as as <laughs> as stag stag on the you know, and he's not even sitting straight; he's like sitting off to the side, and he's so every inflection. And so we're watching. It's not even that there's a good gangster impression or a good no. thug impression. It's the idea that he's doing a ba- the character we got to know. We see him doing a six out of ten impression if that if that if that. of this guy and and we see every bit where his face so he's both having so we talked about the intelligence in poor things when emma stone's playing this child who yeah. you know is in a full-grown body and has to adapt um how to learn to walk and how to learn to, her physicality has to be a different age than what her brain and her speech patterns are saying yep well, then we've got this where he's having to, in brief moments, he's breaking his facade because he hears sirens because he thinks it's the ambulance all the time. And yet Riley's thinks, oh, he's, oh, he's he, on the run. He, he heard police <laughs> sirens and ran out of there, <laughs> which I thought from minute one, that's what he was doing. Yeah. No. I, every time there was a siren, I thought he was, I thought early he was pantomiming. Oh. I'm worried about the sirens. Oh, okay. No. Not realizing until the ambulance and then he bails. Yeah. Oh, he was worried about his mom. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cleverly written. It was clever. Uh, the, the, the writer of the screenplay was also the director of the film. Oh, that Ford Jefferson. Because if you've written the screenplay, you want to, you have a very oh. clear idea of how this is. You ready for this? Go on. He's younger than us. Ugh. Oh, my word. He's 42. <laughs> and, and, I thought you were going to say 23 or something. No, he's 42. <laughs> but he lives in... Uh, uh, it's a very big house in the country. No, he doesn't live in a house, very <laughs> house in the country. Uh, he lives in Tucson. Just <laughs> kind of funny because he... Uh, they reference uh, Arizona, didn't they? Yeah, he was a story editor on The Good Place. I haven't seen that. It was The Good Place. No. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, he's also on Aziz Ansari's Netflix show, Master of None. I also like Master of None, so there we go. Oh, cool. Um, but no, I thought that was very, very well done. Uh, the big, uh, One of the big scenes for me was the scene where it's him and Issa Rae's character. Uh, what was her name? Uh, oh, yeah. The, the uh, Sintara Golden. Yeah. Uh, and it's just the two of them because uh, on top of this he's been asked to be a G- at first you think i thought he was getting phoned to tell him you're winning the award yeah, yeah, yeah there's been a lack of diversity so we'd like to ask you to be a judge of these books that of you're these gonna books read. that you're gonna read and one of them is his own book and then surprise surprise his joke book which he's now got <laughs> it, what was the original title supposed to be oh Polonia. my pathology pathology yeah and then he goes so he tries to kill it and goes i want to call it fuck yeah and they're like what it's like like, no no you can't do it you can't do it and every time they go how dumb will the white people be in this movie the answer is all the way dumb yeah yeah yeah. and this i I really like the executive from um from the publishing house who does she stops halfway through the movie because that's her part over with yeah i thought she was great and then she's got this uh clearly he's supposed to be gay assistant with her yeah and they're talking about how and he goes 
Yeah, we love it. It's got a raw energy. It feels so, <laughs> feels, it feels more, more. And then Thelonious goes, more black. And he goes, oh, I'm glad you said it because I didn't want to say it. <laughs> this is so clever. It is. It um, is. So, but then some, I'll tell you something though. You stick a book on the shelves with fuck written across yeah. it. You're going to get people looking. And then the scene with the two of them though, uh, um, oh, yeah, yeah. Tara Golden and Thelonious Moore, he's going They're basically. trying to rate them, aren't they, the books? So she doesn't know he's written the book. She had no idea. And so he finally he gets, gets her opinion on the book and she goes, it's trash. And then he goes, and he agrees with her. He goes, so what's different between that and your book? And I'm like, that's a ballsy thing to ask. That's true, though. But no, 100% right. Yeah. Because then she turns and goes, hey, if that's what they're buying, he goes, but that's no different. The one thing he doesn't say is that's no different from this. Yeah. So she kind of admits to kind of selling out. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a huge commentary here about, you know, it's a community that, that we're not part of, but about, you know, is there a responsibility to tell a more nuanced or should they be criticizing those who continue? This is the film's. This is the film's perspective. Should should they continue to criticize, or should they criticize those who continue to to bring things down to this sort of stereotype? Well, the thing is, though, right? They they talk about selling out and stuff like that, but every now and again, everybody in most jobs need to sell out a little bit right, just to be able to have that breadth. I hear you, but what's the message do? of the movie? Oh, the message of the movie isn't that it's good to sell out. No, it's not. Because it comes to and because he wins the award. If he if he'd if he'd have stuck to his guns and said no, this is trash. This um I I I report. I don't want it. No, he would have been broke, wouldn't he? Oh, we we need to know why he goes. Yeah, but he does need at some point. I think for the audience, we need to see him redeemed. Yeah. Unless unless they just go. So what'd you do? And just have him wink at the camera and go. I don't know. Are you giving back the money? And then we go to credits. I mean, you could do that, but it's and, and they play with a couple different ideas. Very ambiguous. I yeah. mean, even, oh, yeah, yeah. even at the even at the end is still well, yeah. Because we go to we he, know, he wins no. the award, he goes up to collect it, he accepts it, and then he, we we go to we cut to black, black. And, then, and then you hear someone go, "You cut to black," and he goes, "Yeah," and it's it's Riley from right, earlier. Yeah. So he's now gone back as his real self, told him what he's done, For said, making the "Let's movie. make this movie instead." Yeah. yeah. Riley's all in on it, yeah. Because you can't end a movie like that. You might be able to end a book like that. I'd be curious where. I'd be curious if that's how the book ends. Yeah. I wonder if it does because he goes, "That's how you end a book." Because this whole thing's based yeah. on a book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not how you end a movie. Erase and er- erasure. Erasure. Yeah. Erasure. And so instead, they then go and they go. Well, what if I ended it like this? And, it's very clue, very at and, the end yeah. Of yeah. And then <laughs> he goes, "What could happen?" And he goes, "Scooby Doo, yeah. Wayne's World." <laughs> so he goes running, and I, I'm thinking, "This is a little, it's not a rom com, isn't it?" <laughs> and he goes to the door, and he's like, "It's the girl who he's broken up with." Yeah, I'm sorry. And he goes, "I'm sorry, I just haven't been feeling myself lately." Yeah. Which was great, but then you have that pan out, and you're like, and "You and oh, it's gonna," and they go, "It's a little too much of a romantic comedy for my tastes." Yeah. So instead. Um, what happens? He gets up he there. Gets up, oh, because he board. tells us, he goes, Hey, the real Coraline won't answer my, my, my phone calls. Maybe it works for the movie guy. And instead they decide, Oh, that's right. He's going to get up on the stage. He takes the award. Takes- and everything's the same. And you think he's just going to come clean. And then the FBI come in, which was established already. The FBI are, are, are on, on the hunt for this guy. This is a made up character. He's on the run. And they just waste him. <laughs> and they completely waste him. They yeah. shoot him, which was a great fun for him to play. Yeah. 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 And I said to you, didn't I? I go, I bet they go with that end of 
the executive goes, I think they would. And the executive, because he goes, we can't have some big speech. That's yeah. the one thing he didn't want was yeah. some big hokey speech. I wanted speech. the big speech, though. And instead, they do that. And then, so they go to leave. He gets back in the car with his brother. You're hoping it's going to be his girlfriend. Nope, she, that never changes. No. She's not loving him anymore. That's a nice car, though, isn't it? It is a nice car. Yeah. And then he looks, and I think it, 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 it's a young man in kind of like a... um like, like like an old 19th century costume yeah well, whether they show, he's they show you that board don't they the, yeah, yeah he's they're obviously filming a movie of some sort there plantation type of all oh, right because because the movie was plantation or plantation damnation something like that wasn't yeah it? so this again lowest common denominator sort of stuff yeah but he looks at it and the guy with the plantation costume kind of tips his hat he kind of smiles at him and there's a subtext of hey sometimes the, i think the last note's a little bit of sometimes you got to make the money yeah and it's so it's it's a really ambiguous kind of thing, and when the movie ends, yeah, and I thought it was great. Oh, we, did we talk about the brother coming out as being gay? Oh, brother comes out as being gay, but you know he makes it like I've you know I've just split up my wife, obviously for obvious reasons. And he want to catch up on you know being a gay man, not being being able to express himself, and he's trying to express himself in this very short time, isn't yep. he? And and his brother Monk is totally okay. I'm totally cool with it. Totally cool with it. The housekeeper's cool with it. Um, but he has that nice little speech about his father. And he says he's, he's passed away. Yeah, dad will never he, He'll never know. know the whole me. The real me, the full me. He yeah. goes, well, what if the full you was rejected? He goes, at least he was rejecting me for who I am. Yeah. Cool. That, was, that was a good scene. Good scene. Good scene. And the brother yeah. was really, really strong. Um, kind of as this, uh, you know, when he asked him, like, how, how's your family? You want to know how my family is? Yeah. My wife found me in bed with another man. Yeah. She took, took half my practice. Um, oh yeah because he's a plastic, a plastic surgeon. surgeon yeah yeah um yeah so uh no this film's it's it's got heart it's got humor it's, it's got, got everything it treats things with respect and then it treats nothing with respect yeah. <laughs> it's completely contradictive oh it's great it's great yeah but so he's the linchpin of the whole thing of the whole thing. oh it's him and a couple surrounding yeah, pieces yeah 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 Coraline and he never get back together and no. he kind of thought they might i'm okay with it I i'm mean, he, okay with it he's an ass to her complete ass when she's like how can you afford this place thinking about the uh the the, the, the care, care facility home. he yeah, puts yeah. his mother in and she, she don't know that he's written this book no 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 so and, he, and he goes you're my girlfriend not my bookkeeper yeah. and i'm like whoa dude you got a dark side yeah but then we're told by the mother in one of the last scenes because one of the co- characters were telling each other did you know what dad had affairs yeah and he finally asks his mom did you know dad had affairs and she goes he's lonely <laughs> he's lonely because geniuses are lonely yeah and so how does he end the movie? He ends the movie, ends the movie alone. Yeah. He's got his brother, but it's not what we were, we were thinking it was going to go. Because yeah. we saw our love story. It just turns out the love story was between the maid and the security guard. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. It's a good little film. Good little film. So I think we owe it to ourselves now to go ahead and put a bow on this and go, okay, it was the end of our Oscar season. Yep. Let's look at what this is up for, shall we? Okay. For- and then we can do our final. It's got to be final- best screenplay. Well, oh, hang on, it's a book adaptation, so you can't, can you? No, no, there's two different categories. Oh, okay. There's original and, and adapted. Oh, okay, that's cool. So let's take a look at what it's uh, up for, shall we? So if I look at, uh, maybe it's in reception, the box office, critical response. Uh, I know it's nominated. Where is it? Accolades. Here we go. He said scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Lots of awards. It's one. I mean, yeah, jeez. Uh, 
BAFTAs of all things. Yeah, look at this. Did he get anything from the BAFTAs? Uh, BAFTAs, it was, if I scrolled by it, geez. Set, you know, Set Decorator Society of America had an award show? I didn't know that. <laughs> Screen Actors Guild, Independent Spirit, yeah. Academy Awards, here we are. Uh, I'll find the BAFTAs again in a minute. Okay. It is up for one, two, three, four, five Ooh. BAFTAs. Not BAFTAs, Academy Awards. Best actor for him. Best actor for him. Yeah. Um, screenplay. Uh, yes. Best adapted screenplay. Yeah. Yep. Um, support for his brother. Yeah. Because I thought he was strong. Yeah. No, he's strong. Strong in that. Um, that I don't true. think the sister got, she yeah. she went in it too much to, to really get support. But maybe, I oh, know, she didn't really do, she, she didn't really have an arc, did she? Well, the, the girlfriend? Yeah. Nah. Now, the other two are, well, one might be obvious. One's definitely not. Oh, okay. The mother? No, no, no. Oh, the maid lady. Stop guessing acting. Sorry? Stop guessing acting awards. There are other awards they give out at the Oscars. Uh, cinematography? No. No, there really wasn't anything like that that was really impressive to me. Okay, there weren't me either. It's score. Okay, I didn't really recognize the score. No, nah, me either. And best picture. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I thought it was too obvious to go for that. That's kind of the reason why we're here doing the uh, doing it. <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't up for that, I probably wouldn't have gone for it. Yeah. So let's go ahead and take a look then. So if we just run down, yeah, we'll run down some things and we'll talk about it uh, as we go there. So best picture. Let's just run through. Let's do some yes or no's. Okay. Okay. Because I think I know where most of these are going to go. I'm going to try and place this in the situation here. Better or worse than Barbie. Much better. Much better. Much. Better or worse than the holdovers? Ooh. Slightly better. I'll go better. I'm not even going to do slightly. I'm going to go better. Yeah, it's cleverly written. Yeah. Uh, Better or worse than Maestro? Ooh. I thought Maestro was good. Yep. Um, Just under Maestro. I'm going to go over Maestro. I preferred this. Okay. Two very different movies. Yeah, very different movies. Uh, then I think we're looking at ones where we know how it's going to go, but let's read them out anyway. Better or worse than Poor Things? Uh, worse than Poor Things. Yeah, and better or worse than Oppenheimer? Well, worse than Oppenheimer. Yeah, so I've got this in third myself. Yep, yep. This is number three on my dog. Well, it sounds well, like you've got a third. Uh, Maestro? Yes, I think we did. I, so, I, so I think I've put it in yeah, third, and you've, and, you, and you've still got Maestro in third. Yeah, it'll be my fourth. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. Uh, it's not up for best director, so I might even say that might be a bit of a, a snub. I know I haven't seen... Um. Uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. Uh, I haven't seen the. I've seen three of the five. I haven't seen two of the five, so I can't yeah. really comment and say. But it feels like this was a good enough quality. But you know, the, the things that directors do, it feels like this should have done that. Yeah, yeah. One just a strong field this year. What for director? Yeah. Oh yeah, Scorsese, Yorgos Lanthimos, and Nolan. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Let's go best actor, shall we? Let's go through. Hey, we've seen four of the five. Yep. So let's do this. Jeffrey Wright or Bradley Cooper? Oh, tough. Bradley Cooper, only because he does the ages, the the, the younger, middle, almost an older. And maybe part of this is me going, is it harder to play someone who exists? Yeah. Or to create something out of, th- I don't know. But I'm going to go with Jeffrey Wright. But then again, I also chose this movie over Maestro and you doing the other way around. Yeah, so it's yeah, not yeah, just yeah. a problem. Um, this or G- uh, him or Giamatti? 
Ooh, him. Yeah, him for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, him or it's just one left. Him or Killian Murphy. Killian Murphy. I thought he was a standing in on home. You know what? I'm gonna. Who will win? Killian Murphy. Yeah. I'm gonna say who should win. I'm gonna say Jeffrey Wright. Really? I loved this. I loved him in this. I, I loved him in this. Yeah. But <sighs> we're allowed to disagree. That's yeah, okay. No, 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 no. I'm just thinking <laughs> that the work ethic that um, Killian, no, absolutely, Killian put into that yep. and learning all that other stuff that he didn't need to. Again, I just wonder if this is two very different movies again, right? Again, so, it's a biopic. Really. It's a biopic, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. W- what can you do with that? And you know, it was it was a ma- so his is one in control. Jeffrey Wright gets to so Killian Murphy lives in this four to six and nails it. Yeah, he's the male equivalent of Lily Gladstone. Like he's not a big yeller no. in that movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Jeffrey Wright gets not zero to ten, but he gets two to eight. Yeah, yeah. So I just. Uh, yeah, whereas I also maybe think that maybe he had, well, it depends what we're going to talk about here, but best supporting actor, shall we? Mm-hmm. Sterling Brown. Better or worse than, oh, geez. We have now seen all five. Have we? We've all seen all five who are up. So let's go ahead. I'll try and do these in an order here. I should do the order which is presented to me. Better or worse than Robert De Niro. Which one's Sterling Brown, sorry? It's his brother. Oh, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should have said Maisel. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, Downey Jr. I said De Niro. Did you? Yes. That's what you said, Downey Jr. I said Robert, and I think you must have gone to... No, oh, okay. De, it's, it's, it's De Niro. Uh, Which is funny, because in the pod, when I was talking to Julene, I confused De Niro and the Downey Jr. as well when talking to her, so... What did we see? Oh, Downey Jr. Uh, De Niro. Joe's the Flowerman. Yeah. Ooh. Probably De Niro. I'm going De Niro. I am. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. good. He, but I yeah. think his, I think he's he a level where yes, he deserves a nomination. Yeah, but I, I, I'm not, I don't think he gets a win. No, 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 no. no. Uh, so Sterling Brown or Robert Downey Jr. Downey Jr. Yeah, yeah. Or Ryan Gosling. He's. A, oh, I don't know though. Ryan Gosling's pretty good in that. Uh, there's, there's, there's a. I've wanted to say this for a few weeks. There's a G on the end of his name. Gosling. Gosling. You like to go Gosling? Do I? You do. <laughs> Just my slang. Yeah, it is. It's that. It's that Norfolk thing where I'm going fishing. I'm doing cooking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gone potting. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Don't put the G so, on the end. Gosling or Sterling Brown. Uh, I'm gonna go Gosling. Gosling. There. I will also go Gosling. And uh, Sterling Brown or Mark Ruffalo. Uh. Dylan Brown. Oh, I'm no, I'm Mark Ruffalo. Really? I yeah. just felt like he was whiny. Oh, I thought he was good in this. Oh, it's I hard. Love that, I love that film, it could have gone because it, it could be bad. It could yeah, totally yeah. be bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, best adapted screenplay: American Fiction or Barbie? American Fiction for writing. Yeah, 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 yeah. American absolutely. Fiction. American Fiction or Oppenheimer for writing? Yep. This. Yeah. Here's the one because they're all in the same one: American Fiction or Poor Things. Oh, I uh, push. I, I, lo- I love poor things. Yeah, but I push this. I think for a writing, it's this. I yeah. do. It's, I think it's, you're right. It's, it's clever. I think so much of poor things and poor things is great. I, but I think so much of it is the directing and the visuals and the acting. Yeah. I think that more than the story. I think it's that. I think this story is spinning more plates. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Do it you know is. what I mean? So absolutely, yeah. it is. It's, and it's clever how they mesh them together. I think that's it. Okay. Oh, there's score. 
I didn't. But, really, I didn't really understand. I did. I didn't hear the score in this. So we've seen all five. Ah, cool. So I'll just name them. It's American Fiction, Indiana Jones, mm-hmm. uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. Good. Robbie Robertson did the score. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Oppenheimer. Poor things. Oh. I think I preferred Poor Things. I think Oppenheimer will win. I think Poor Things should win. Yeah, I do. I mean, Oppenheimer's great, because, but it's going to be... Wah. You know that, you know that off? Yeah. Because <laughs> the thing about Poor Things is, when you see her character develop... The music's the music there develops. for it. Yeah. Yeah, it's off-key. It's it's not quite right, is it? And then, yeah. then it moves with her. No, I fully Clever. agree. I fully agree. Uh, there's nothing else really to talk about. Um. So yeah, I guess at a push. So did, did this win any Baftas? It, it, of, did of it any win sort? any Baftas? Yeah. Let's take a look, shall we? Because uh, I wouldn't up, be surprised up, if it won a best adapted screenplay. Uh, it was only nominated for one Bafta, Ooh. and it won best adapted screenplay. Ah, there we so are. there we go. We might, first, it, that's that's kind of fun for- that we saw we we saw that after we made our after prediction. Because I think it's a, yeah, I think it's the best written film we've seen. Yeah. Agreed. There we go. Yeah, so for the most part, we've got those. I think cinematography should still be a maestro. It wasn't up for cinematography, so I'll just do that. But yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. the one big one we didn't talk about. But yeah, it should go to maestro. Lily, no, uh, Emma Stone should win Best Actress. Yeah, absolutely. Best Supporting Actress should go to... Uh, Downey Jr. Supporting Actress. Oh, Actress. Because we didn't talk about that. Should oh, go to... Killers uh, of the Flower Moon. Diane Joy or Randolph or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, she should... De- uh, no, not Killers of the Flower Moon. She was she was lead actress. Oh, she was lead actress. Gladstone, yes. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah, thinking yeah. Uh, it was the cook in The Holdovers, I think we decided, was, oh, the, yeah, she was, was, was the best supporting actress yep. we've seen this yep. year. Yep, And that's about it. Cool. Seeing all these films in, in quite close concept. I don't really have a... Oh, I'll, I'll take a quick look at best song, but um, I don't know if we're... Uh, if we're... Oh, oh, I'm still at the BAFTAs. I don't want to be the BAFTAs. Oh, no, best hang on. song? It did, it did Oppenheimer have a best song? <laughs> no, I think it's going to be really hard for this not to go to Barbie. It's got to go to Barbie, hasn't it's it? It's that song they play, they sang at the party. Yeah. That keeps getting brought up, because that's, um, it was, it was what's quite, her name, isn't it? Um, yeah. Well, um, oh, dang it. Um, I get too mixed up. She, 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 she the, the Bond theme. Uh, Eilish? Yeah, Billie Eilish. Yeah. Yeah, good show. So uh, the songs are. Doo, 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 doo. I don't want an international feature. I don't want the best real song. The Fire Inside from Flamin' Hot. <laughs> Never. Music and lyrics by Diane Warren, who writes everything. Oh, She's okay. the one who wrote it. I don't want to miss a thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it's a great song. I'm Just Ken from Barbie. Music and lyrics by Mark Ronson and Andrew Wyatt. Uh, yeah, it's not going to win. It never went away from American Symphony. Music and lyrics by John Batiste and Dan Wilson. No. Uh, Wajaje, uh, a song for my people from Killers of the Flower Moon. Music and lyrics by Scott George. Yeah. Uh, and then um, What I Was Made For from Barbie. Music and lyrics by Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell. Yeah, that win. Plus the name Phineas. <laughs> Love Phineas. <laughs> yeah. Great. So, I mean, that's kind of, uh, I think, unless Barbie cannibalizes the vote, which I don't think it will, I think, um, yeah, I think Barbie, I think Barbie might go over. No, it'll win. It'll win best song. It'll be the one thing it wins. Yeah, yeah, it'll yeah. It'll be the yeah. one thing it wins. Yeah. Because all, all the, per- Ryan Gosling. All the set design production stuff, that's, that's gone to, 
That's gone to uh, Poor Things. Poor it, Things, absolutely. And it's their way of going. Any other year, I think Poor Things is the best picture winner. It just happens to have against Oppen. Yeah. I think it beats either of the two films last year. I'm going to say Hands it. Hands down. I'm going to say it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I agree. Yeah, as you sit here, actually wearing a Barbie jumper today. I am. <laughs> And a Barbie t-shirt underneath it. <laughs> it's me trashing on Barbie in there. The, it's, it, no, it, was, it was an it enjoyable was, film. It, yeah. It's, it's, just, not, it's not It's not. an Oscar winner. It's not an Oscar winner, no. No. It was know. a fun film. Uh, question some of the, you know, political views. I'm but, right there with you. You know, but. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, um, no, and there wasn't any woman here who should have been nominated for Best Actress, and if they had, I might have thought the people who were mad at the Margot Robbie thing maybe would have a point. I would go, yeah, is is, is she better in Barbie than the women who were in this film? Yeah, I, th- I, I think she was. Yeah. I do. Mm-hmm. But none of these she's, women, she's but not I wouldn't call any of these women lead actresses, though, either. They're no, all supporting. They are supporting. Yeah. So. And I'm sorry, Margot Robbie, but Emma Stone, <laughs> she's. Emma Stone, she's out there, dude. Emma Stone, she, Lily Gladstone, and who was the who was the woman from Maestro? Oh, um, Carrie Gilli- Gilliam, Carrie Mulligan, Mulligan, that's the one. Yeah, she no, she was good. She was very, she good. was really good. Yeah, yeah. I, think I don't know if she's my two or three. She might, she, might, she might be my number two. I think she might be my number two. Yeah, I think Lily Gladstone's going to go to three. three. Who did a fantastic job? Fantastic. But, but yeah, no, yeah. I think Carrie Mulligan's gone to my two, yeah, and my same. number one remains. Emma Stone. Yeah. There's no way Emma Stone. I was if some, she does not win this, no. there is something. I was talking some smack with some guy on the internet, and he's like, P- what, there's never been an upset? I said, this one ain't getting upset. It's better not. It's not. It's not even close. She'd be robbed if she did. Yeah, she would be. She would absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Barbie she'd be, or Boss. She'd, she'd be Margot Robbie'd. <laughs> It'd be Stoner snubbed. Stoner snubbed. There we are. Uh, so there we are. Uh, that's in our thoughts. If um, Just one more question. Yep. If um, wins Best Picture and Actress and stuff like that, will these films get put out there if they weren't put out there long enough? Will they be have another release date to show people i think if poor things wins you can expect it to go wide again for a couple of weeks I, that'd I be my thought to, because i think anybody out there listening if it's not your cup of tea please go watch it anyway because you'll be pleasantly surprised because i'm not a f- one for these kinds yeah, of i gotta hold you out of nowhere and said hey you want to see poor things yeah yeah and, and, and i'm not one for these sort of th- sort of movies but i'll tell you what <laughs> a brilliant i'm just taking a look it's still playing locally to us oh good uh, it's it's got to be a big like it's the big eight ten screener. Oh, okay, yeah. Up by where 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 I tend to hang out most yeah, days. Yeah, yeah. But it's still playing there. So if it's still playing here for us, it's probably playing for you wherever you are. Yeah, go. If see you it, haven't please. seen Poor Things, go please. see Poor Things. Yes, and because you'll understand why we're so Emma Stone. Respectfully, I don't think you get to have. Respectfully, your voice on who should win what Oscars is incomplete if you have not seen Poor Things. Yeah, because it's a very strong. Contender. It's it's too strong of a contender yeah. to just skip that one. Agreed. So yeah, um, out of the five we watched, uh, yeah, I don't really. I don't really regret seeing any of them. Nope. If I had to rank them, oh, if I had to rank them. Oof. I think I go Killers of the Flower Moon 5. Yep. I go Maestro 4. Uh, no, I go American Fiction. And then I go American Fiction 3. Then I go Maestro 3. Oh, and then it's really close, but I oh. think I go Poor Things 2, Oppenheimer 1. But yeah. it, could, it could flip. But that could flip. It could flip. It's so close. Yeah, so. And two opposing movies are two different. 
Yeah, it's similar to when we had, what was it, Three Billboards. Oh, it was up movie. against, I've never seen The Shape of Water, but it was Zero Shape of mm-hmm. Water by Guillermo del Toro one. And yeah. it was like, what movie do you want? Do you want the gritty bit where people talk to each other yeah. or the visually impressive film? I will still rave about Three Billboards. Yeah. So Poor Things is the, f- I've not been this evangelical about a film. I guess since Whiplash, and then before Whiplash, it was Three Billboards. Like, yeah. there every every couple of years, there's a movie that I just go, did you see, I have to tell you about Did you film. see me just twitch a little when you said whiplash yeah yeah yeah. it's, 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 it's like it's like you had some whiplash <laughs> but there, me that movie. there we go folks here at the bfe we have done our best to get you ready and informed so even if you i mean bless you i imagine some of you just listen to these things and didn't watch the movies if that's the case though hopefully you feel a bit more um ready for oscar informed. night some yeah. people got a hold of me and said really appreciate it because of what you guys have done i've also started watching the cinema these films ah, and they feel ready for oscar night i think it's been a really strong year for film uh, yeah, very strong I'd, I'd be interested to hear what others have to feel about these films oh it just happens on saturday i'll pin this out here i don't know when this is going out this is going out i'll get it up before saturday uh yeah cause I'm, gonna, I'm gonna drop it sunday oh geez i had a busy day of re- a week of releasing stuff wow i'm gonna drop i'm gonna get together with some of the movie pods Yep, and we're talking Oscar, so I can Ooh. drop it for Sunday morning. Oh, that'd be cool. So if you're uh, if, you, if you're free Saturday, feel free to come by, and we can go ahead. I'll you know what time it's going to be, but yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be you know um, a certain time, and then we'll uh, we'll sort of make that happen. But I'm going to do it with someone. We're going to talk just specifically the same ideas: who should win and why. And I'm yeah. going to tell them why. The answer to half those awards is going to be poor things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and so, I hope if you're you're on here and you're talking, please watch poor things. Watch poor things before you. Yeah, 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 please. Yeah, please. Because people are going to hear me saying, no, nah, man, your voice don't count. You haven't seen poor things. It's a strong, strong contender. Even if you see it and go, no, no, that's fine. I thought other things were better. That's fine. I got I, no issue with that, I, but see it. I honestly didn't think anything could beat Oppenheimer. I'm still Oppenheimer. Yeah. Just top. But I'll tell you what, this is close. If this wins, I got no issues. I have no issues. I have either. no issues. None. So there we go. It's been a really strong year. Thanks, Liam, for once again joining me so on I the did. journey. It's been kind of fun. It's like dusting off the old... Uh, the old podcast device to back when we, we we first started off as a as a as a as a two piece so as to speak a duo as a duo <laughs> so there we go uh, i don't know yeah there we are that was, that was, the very first episode was the only it was the only one we did the two of us wasn't it to start with yeah that's the only one where it's just, the, it was just the two of us hit, yeah proper full yeah yeah getting covid yeah. hit it was a few weeks after but yeah, yeah yeah it was close so there we go ladies and gentlemen that's been our trip around the oscars and our trip around american fiction yeah thanks for hanging out with us uh i hope uh <laughs> I hope uh, it didn't make you as angry as it did the protagonist in this film that you want to save a title of his book. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck! (laughs) That being said, (laughs) have a good time. Enjoy Oscar night. We'll catch you on the flippity flap. The flippity flip flop. (laughs) 